Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to season three, episode nine of Country Not Country. My name is Nick Russo. I want to tell you thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you very much. Coming up on this podcast, we're going to have an interview with Grace Tyler. She's an independent artist out of Nashville who has made her way to Houston, Texas to come see us. She's originally a Texan from Frisco, and she moved to Nashville, attended Belmont University, and now came to town on a radio tour to share some of her music with us. She was also opening up for Dylan Scott at the House of Blues this past week. So that interview is going to be aired at the end of this episode so feel free to listen to that one with grace tyler coming up later today before we get to the grace tyler interview i want to talk to you about the grammys because last night i was fully enthralled and i gotta say this is the first time in a really long time that I was really excited for the Grammys. I guess part of it was because so many different names in country music were elevated and were highlighted as either performing or winning awards or nominated for awards. And I felt very connected to this year's Grammy experience. From what I've seen, the ratings also were through the roof, so I'm not the only one. And I think it has a lot to do with country music making its way to the mainstream because for the first time in a really long time, country music is the hottest format in in all of formats. Sure, there's some great hip-hop, some great R&B, some great rock, but country music is the king right now. That's why you're starting to hear country artists cross over to the pop stations. That's why the pop stations are now playing Morgan Wallen, just like back in the day when the pop stations started playing Florida Georgia Line. Well, this is just a new time. Morgan Wallen, even Luke Combs' Fast Car has been heard on pop stations around the world, and that just speaks to the power of country music. Now, I really think that the real charm of country music is the songwriting, because Everybody I talk to from other formats or people who are now in country who have come from other formats have always talked about the songwriting being so special in country music. And it really is the only place left for a full band, an acoustic guitar, and a real story to be told. And that's what you're getting in a lot of country music. And I think that's what Tracy Chapman had with Fast Car, why Luke Combs gravitated towards it, and why the song was so successful at country radio, because it was a great story. Sure, it's a sad story, but it's still a great story. And speaking of, I think that's a a great way to start. But uh, I got to give a shout out to Trevor Noah. I thought he did a great job as the host. He was on topic. He was funny. He foreshadowed the Taylor Swift album of the year win. He was a really great host. I really enjoyed him. And I really enjoyed the opening performance. It was by Doja Cat, which wasn't by Doja Cat. Take it back. Dua Lipa, who, by the way, I never knew what Dua Lipa looked like. I spend so much time with country music that I don't actually get to see the other artist. She was beautiful. My goodness. And it's going to make me look at scaffolding way different. The uh, dancers herself, all a great way to start off the 
Grammy Awards. And then came the performance that everybody was talking about. Less than 20 minutes in, it was Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman. They performed Fast Car. Now, to the naked ear, you might not know it, but they sang Tracy Chapman's version, not Luke Combs' version, which I think was the right move because she had the original version. And how crazy she won a Grammy for that song back in 1989. Here we are. 23 34 years later she's back at the grammys smiling and singing with tracy chapman or singing with luke holmes now another little bit about tracy chapman she kind of went into uh you know to exclusion she kind of like stepped away from the spotlight didn't want to be seen as a celebrity just wanted to be a regular person live her regular life and she's done that and i'm sure that the royalty she made off of those that music from the 80s whether it's fast car um or give me one more reason which was one of my favorites from tracy chapman either way i think she was set for life and luke combs definitely added to her bank account over the last couple of years with fast car his rendition she's getting the money and the royalties because that's the way it works the songwriters get a lot of the money so tracy chapman having written that song luke combs performing it a lot of the money that luke combs made off that song went to tracy chapman so congrats to her on that but that was such a beautiful powerful performance i saw somebody write that we saw something we don't often see anymore in today's world, and that was harmony. And it wasn't talking about the voice. It was talking about the personalities, the feelings, the emotions, the sounds also, but all harmonized. And it was great to see her smiling, looking at Luke Combs, and Luke Combs looking at her and smiling because you know it meant so much to both of them because whether she wants to admit it or not, I strongly believe Tracy Chapman still loves to perform. She still loves to sing. And to be put on that pedestal and have that moment 39 years later, how or 29 years later, 34 years later, whatever that math was, uh, had to be so impactful for her. So uh, shout out to Luke Combs. Shout out to Tracy Chapman for the best performance of the entire time. Now, uh, some other great performances too, though. Um, Joni Mitchell, I thought that was amazing that she was 80 years old and singing so beautifully that she also won a Grammy. Super awesome for her. Now, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm not super well-versed in music from the 50s, 60s, or 70s, but Joni Mitchell clearly was a pioneer. And one of the things I remember about the speech they gave before she took the stage was how music before her was always very objectual uh, um objective meaning they were t singing about objects things to do places to go people weren't really turning the music inward yet and kind of becoming vulnerable and singing about themselves and their own struggles which Joni Mitchell did she was one of the first ones to do that so she gets credited with a lot of the vulnerable music that we gravitate towards in today's world so that was really awesome to see that performance from her the one that kind of was weird to me was the Travis Scott performance it just was strange I don't know. I, I just I couldn't understand a word he was saying, and maybe I'm just getting old, but I just couldn't understand any was anything he was saying. And then it, when I think about because Travis Scott is just such a sore subject here in Houston because of the Astro World tragedy, and I just I just felt very strong mixed emotions during the entire performance. It just seemed very dark, very different. But what's crazy about that to me was that he has so many fans who get energized by that performance. Which, I, I, you know, as, as a lover of music, I can respect art and I respect the craft. So I'm not trying to disrespect Travis Scott or his music. I'm just saying I can't feel it. Like, it was the same thing when I was younger with electronic music. Like, unless my mind was altered, I couldn't feel electronic dance music. Like, I just didn't know what y'all were hearing besides lots of noise and sounds. And it was just kind of confusing to me. I liked uh, Castles in the Sky and then... Um, 
and then better off alone by alice djs and um one more time by daft punk like those songs i got down to i could figure that i could figure those out they had great hooks and great sounds but when you really got into like the dubstep and their heavy electronic stuff i didn't i I just really had a hard time feeling that music and i only share that with you because that's how i uh compare travis scott's music i think you know some of his music i have heard and i have liked but for the most of it I just don't understand what he's saying. I guess I'm just the old guy in that respect now, which I'm okay with. Another one of the great performances, Miley Cyrus. She sang Flowers. She also won two Grammys for that song, Flowers, which heads, you know, hats off to Miley because let's be real. There was a time when we didn't know where Miley Cyrus's career was going, but it looked like it was headed for the pits. Did not look like it was going up, but she managed to get herself sober. She managed to clean her up her act. I'm sure she drinks a little bit now. For sure, for sure, I'm going to say she enjoys a little California intoxication, if you know what I mean. I mean, maybe not. I could be totally wrong, but I felt like she she looked like she was having a good time, possibly, maybe under the influence of something because she was just so happy, but also it could have just been pure adrenaline. Either way, I thought Miley looked great. I thought she sounded great. I thought she handled herself very well. Uh, she, you know, of course she's Miley Cyrus. So she's going to have her little moment where she talked about possibly forgetting her underwear, which, okay, Miley, you know, be Miley. It's fine. Uh, and, and just, just saying that out loud makes me think of how far we've watched Miley Cyrus's career from Hannah Montana to where she is now. And uh, just, I'm just really proud of her. I think she's done a really outstanding job of doing a real 180, uh, cleaning up her life, cleaning up her act. And then her music started to reflect it. Now, some people were saying this was because of a bad breakup or a divorce of some sort. I didn't follow Miley's life close enough to know about her love history. I'm sure it's kind of tumultuous, but what celebrities isn't. So needless to say, I thought she looked great. I thought she sounded great. I thought she acted fun. And it was so fun to see her win her awards at the Grammys. I feel like she was totally floored and maybe didn't expect to win or maybe she did but she was great now uh, my only letdown had to be jelly roll because i was rooting for him like i i love jelly roll so much i I don't know if i can really express why it's just i just feel like he's i guess i just see jelly roll and i see myself in him because you know i while i was never a drug dealer i knew drug dealers while i don't have any tattoos i know a lot of friends with tattoos while I'm not 500 pounds, I have friends who are very overweight. I, while I, I'm not a rapper, never was, I have friends who were and aspired to be. Actually, some of my friends who wanted to be rappers actually rapped with Jelly Roll decades ago, almost 20 years ago, when he was sort of selling CDs out of his trunk and traveling the country trying to make ends meet. And so Jelly Roll, to me, is someone who has overcome the odds. Like He, he really gave himself a really tough road by the decisions he made, but somehow he still managed to come out on top. And and so I was just rooting for him so much, and I really wanted him to win the best artist, best new artist award. But you know, I, I believe Victoria Monet won, and it's so awesome to go to Jelly Roll's Instagram and you see how he has revered her. Like he he knew everything about her and all of her background and all the struggles she's gone through to get these accolades, and he loved her for it, and he expressed that to her before the show, and I just thought it's so magical because regardless of what Jelly has gone through, he's clearly made a name for himself that inspires people. His music lifts people, and I have probably said this on the podcast before, but when I saw Jelly perform at the Woodlands, the inner the being between him and his fans and that feeling that energy exchange was unlike anything i'd ever seen and i would go on record to say that what i really believe jelly roll has done for his fans is he's showed them the spirit of god and he's been able to communicate that to them without 
you know, where they hadn't had anybody else able to do that. Maybe they had turned their back on the church or the church had turned their back on them at some point, or, you know, the people who were, you know, conveying the word of God to them did it in a way that made them feel less than, so they shunned it and didn't want to hear it or whatever the reason was, but jelly roll coming to the table and telling them that they're saved and they have a savior and look at me and how I've come through. And it's because God blessed me. I mean, I feel like those are really, really powerful messages that people are connecting to that otherwise have never been able to connect to. And that's one of the powers of jelly roll. I will say he had three number one singles in the first year, which no one has done that since Winona Judd. Seriously, no one's done that since Wine Nona Judd, y'all. So Jelly Roll is an elite company in that respect. He also had number ones on multiple formats, which is also just unheard of. It just doesn't happen all the time. He's in rare company. So I anticipate Jelly Roll coming back to the Grammys one day. I think he's going to get nominated again. This won't be the last time. And then, of course, there's the Taylor Swift. We saw Taylor Swift win the Album of the Year award, which was the fourth album of the year award of her career also the most of any artist of all time that's just so incredibly um impressive it's just such an incredible feat now i will we got to talk about her behavior too because we talked about everybody and so i will say i'm guessing it was all set up at the beginning when trevor says oh look taylor swift is walking and then she walks in she's clearly wearing her clothes that semi that you know is the easter egg that temptation I believe is coming out soon or not temptation. I messed that up. Taylor Swift's reputation. There it is. Reputation. Taylor's version. They're waiting for that. So her entire outfit, many thought it was just an Easter egg, but then she won her first award for best pop album. And then she said, she's got a new album coming out and the artwork would go up as soon as she got backstage. And sure enough, she did. She released it. She had a quarter million retweets in two minutes. I saw it on Twitter. It just unbelievable. Or X, whatever it's called. And Nobody has the power that Taylor Swift has. And I just thought that it was her, her speeches just seemed different. I don't know. I, I think it's because she's happy in a relationship. So she maybe cares less about what other people think. Just something about her speeches just seemed a little different to me. I don't know. Maybe she was buzzed. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what it was, but uh, she took on, uh, for her last award. She went on stage and she had uh, Jack Antoff, which is her uh, producer. And then she had Lana Del Rey in the background also. And Lana Del Rey has announced she's releasing a country album. So there's that as well. So we're looking forward to that. So, so the last piece that I'll talk about is Jay-Z getting the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. This was the second annual. He brought his daughter, Blue Ivy, on stage with him when he accepted the award. But then things went a little bit right. So here's the deal. Jay-Z is Jay-Z. He owes nothing to anybody. The man is one of the richest men in the world, one of the most successful people on planet Earth. And and not just in music. He has invested his money elsewhere. Now he is made as it gets. So everything he was saying, he's not worried about getting canceled. So I, I tip my hat to him in that respect. So basically, Jay-Z kind of stole the thunder a little bit of the Grammys because he talked about how he wants the Academy to get it right or at least get close to right. And he talked about Beyonce being the most decorated Grammy Award recipient of all time, yet never winning album of the year. So there was a little bit of a dig. And then he talked about how back in the day, Run DMC and Jazzy Jeff, I believe, boycotted 
the Grammys, but they still watched. And then he said he boycotted the Grammys the year that DMX released his album. He should have won, and he didn't win, didn't even get nominated for the album. Uh, didn't get didn't even get nominated for a Grammy. So he said he protested, but he still watched. Meaning that you could protest the Grammys all you want, but as an artist, you're going to watch to see what happens. Which I respect and understand that very much. Uh, but but the part where he was like sort of talking about Beyonce not getting the album of the year award, she's lost to Taylor Swift, Beck, Adele, and Harry Styles. Last year, I believe, was when she was nominated for Album of the Year and Harry Styles won, which I believe that was Jay-Z's chance to kind of, you know, dig at the at the Grammys for not getting it right, in his opinion, the year before. But he also said, you know, music is subjective. It's opinion-based. So it is what it is. Um, and I, I also got to say that uh, the line where he said, I'm sorry, I get nervous. When I get nervous, I tell the truth. I just love that because, I mean, the truth is always an option. And sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes you don't want to hear the truth. Sometimes you don't want to tell somebody the truth because you know it's going to crush them. But it's real. That's why it's the truth. So for Jay-Z, I'm still a fan. He didn't rub me the wrong way. He might have hurt some people's feelings. But all in all, I think Jay-Z deserved the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. Thought it was awesome. The speech gave us a little bit of controversy, something else to talk about, and something that was not filmed or not shown during the the entire – award ceremony on tv was chris stapleton he won best country song for white horse and best country performance for white horse so uh, awesome to see chris stapleton take home two grammys as well he wasn't in attendance so maybe that's why they cut that part from the show but either way uh super happy for chris stapleton all in all really outstanding grammy show grammy award show one of my favorites they got they got they got work to do to make the next one better than that one and i will also say that music has come a long way in the last year. And I do believe authenticity was showing. It was shining. It was why and what made the Grammy so special last night. Also, I think that we are finally back post-pandemic to life before. And we saw the graduation of music, emotion, and art last night at the Grammys. That's what has happened in the musical world. Some of the greatest music of all time is being made right now as we are in a new time and a new place of humanity being the year 2024, four years after the pandemic. Now I'd like to introduce you to a young lady named Grace Tyler. Please enjoy this interview. She came by the radio station uh, a couple last week, actually. Uh, she came by, performed some songs. We got to know her. She's from Frisco, Texas, originally. She's worked closely with Lee Bryce, which we'll talk about in the interview. She plays five songs for us. They're all really, really outstanding music, really outstanding songs that she wrote herself or with other songwriters. It's all her original work on the guitar, acoustic from our Odyssey Live Lounge here at our Bull Studios. Without further ado, here's the interview in front of a live studio audience with Grace Tyler. Uh, welcome to the Odyssey Live Lounge. My name is Nick Russo with 100.3 The Bull. We've got a live studio audience today. Y'all say hello. Make some noise, y'all. Woo. And uh, we have a very special guest. She's in town tonight because uh, she's got a show at the House of Blues. She's a native Texan. She's been singing since she was six years old, a recent graduate of Belmont University. It's my uh, pleasure to welcome to Houston, Grace Tyler. How are you, Grace? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. we got this uh, beautiful view. It's a little bit cloudy, but we've got NRG in our background and uh, Astrodome. And you're from Frisco originally, so yes. I imagine you've been to Houston before today. I have been to Houston a couple times, a couple times for sure. <laughs> uh, have you been to the rodeo or did you just come with family, come to visit? You know. 
I I went to a worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And I'm a bunch um, visiting friends, visiting my boyfriend there, Gigum. <laughs> and a lot of times I'd have to fly into Houston um, and drive a bit, so... We'd hang out in Houston and then drive down to College Station. So, yeah. I love it. So, you've experienced the traffic then for exactly. sure. Exactly. I'm very familiar. <laughs> I'm also familiar with the humidity. My hair grows. I get extra volume when I'm here. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of our finer qualities. Here. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, tell me a little bit. Of, uh, so, you've been singing since you were six years old. Who was the musical person in your household? Because there had to be someone if you were singing like that at that age. There was nobody. Really? Um, yes. My family is not a musical family at all. Um, my parents were both, you know, business centered. But we grew up, you know, listening to the radio, especially in Texas. You know, you get to hear so many amazing Texas artists. Um, so I just remember being in the backseat of my dad's truck and him turning on the station and um, we would just listen to anything that came on and I just fell in love with country music um, at a really young age and so started singing karaoke at like five or six um, and I haven't stopped since so yeah. I love it so now uh, you talk about some of your influences being the Randy Rogers band Pat Green these are some of the you know the iconic Texas country names uh, yes. what if you were to think of some of those early songs that you used to love singing what were those? Oh my first two go to or I had like three go-to karaoke songs um a little crazy by patsy klein that was like my go-to um i also loved some journey so don't stop believing was like up there and then a little taylor swift because you know i was six so we we had to represent my girl taylor <laughs> i mean that is a spectrum right there. it music. is it is a lot but i think that's why you know i grew up listening to so many different types of music and just fell in love with so many different aspects of things and kind of blended that together to create my own sound. As you got older, were you always playing the guitar and singing or did you get kind of caught up in the extracurricular activities and then come back to music or how was that? Yeah, so Frisco is known as Sports City USA. Um, so I tried my hardest to play sports and after a long career of sitting on the bench, I realized this isn't for me. Um, 
I'm a better water girl than I am a player. Um, so maybe I should really just kind of back off and really focus on this music thing. And that's really what made me happy. So I picked up a guitar around 13 and started playing full band shows around Dallas, Fort Worth at 14. Um, and yeah, that brought me eventually to Nashville. And, and so Belmont University, uh, you just recently graduated. Congratulations. Thank you. I graduated last year. We're done. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, you know, of the artists I've met who've gone to Belmont, I've noticed there's like sort of this, you know, uh, musical intelligence that comes and it's clear that it really expands your vision probably beyond what you thought it would. Can you ex tell me about that and like how it expanded you musically? Yeah, Belmont's really cool because for the first time in my life, I was surrounded by people who wanted to do the exact same thing as me, right? Growing up in, in Texas where it's a lot of sports, right? That's what we love. You know, I, I'm a sports girl myself. I love watching it. And um, I wasn't around people who really wanted to do what I wanted to do in life. And so going to a town that's centered around music and especially country music was really cool for the first time and being 18 and moving to a city that you know a lot of networking is done in bars it allowed me to meet a lot of people before I was 21 that um, I probably wouldn't have an opportunity to network and get to know um, so it was cool to have those people and now we're all graduated and some of us are musicians and some people work in the industry and it's cool that people you met you know, the start of your first week of freshman year and now helping you out in your career and you get to work with them. So it's really cool. I breezed over a piece uh, about something uh, where you worked with Lee Bryce. Yes. Tell me about I, this story. He's one of our favorite people. Uh, I love Lee. Lee is just one of the most incredible people. And he's one of those people that continues to inspire me because he's so passionate about music and he's just been so great for so long that you're probably just like you must get sick of just writing incredible music but he's so passionate about it and passionate about helping younger artists as well so I wrote with um, his wife Sarah a bunch and she kind of put in a good word with Lee and we were working on two songs and finding a producer for it and um, Lee was like I'd love to be the producer on this song so I spent a day hanging out with Lee Bryce and you know when somebody you look up to so much is like I'm gonna put my name on this and I'm gonna say this is something I'm proud of too something that I created and got to create alongside of him it's it's a really awesome thing to have for sure that's so special to get to spend like to get behind the curtain with Lee Bryce and to get into the musical creation not just the guy that you hear his music absolutely and he pushed me in so many ways that like I had never been pushed before because he's like you can do this like I know you can do this so do it I'm like yes Lee Bryce <laughs> now uh, you brought a handful of songs to perform for us today again you're gonna be at the House of Blues tonight open up for Dylan Scott and uh, this is literally one of my favorite parts of the job is getting to experience new artists and hear their music and you can kind of hear the Texas flavor through all the song types that uh, uh, that I see for today. Uh, this first one, uh, Hold Your Horses. Uh, tell me about this song, and um, is it about horses? It's a little bit about horses. <laughs> it's got a horse flair to it. Um, yeah, this one we released about a week or two weeks ago, um, so it's my newest single out. Um, I wrote it at the end of last year and was like, you know what, we're just going to release it and see what it does. So it's been cool to just see um, people's response and reaction to it. Um, but yeah, this is about kind of having a guy whose heart is kind of like a horse and um, you know, sometimes you can't tame something that's meant to run free. So this is called Hold Your Horses. Oh, baby, look, look what you've done. 
You wouldn't chase the pink out of the setting sun You always run, but you run alone And I can't lead you to water or make you a home If you don't want it, it ain't like you can't turn loose If you don't want it, I won't want it more than you You got a heart like an Appaloosa Kicking at a barbed wire gate The raw bread running through your head Oh, giving you a mind to raise King of the rodeo Unbroken bronco soul That can't be tamed And I can't hold your horses back no, I can't make you stay. Stay tied down if you want to be free. But don't bother thinking out. I'll follow your lead. You can go out west, ride on them plains. But I ain't gonna sit on the fence and wait If you don't want it, it ain't like it can't turn loose If you don't want it, I won't want it more than you You got a heart like an Appaloosa Kicking at a barbed wire gate Throwing bread running through your head Oh, giving you a mind to raise King of the rodeo Unbroken bronco soul That can't be tamed And I can't hold your horses back No, I can't make you stay No matter how bad I want to watch you race right back to me Oh, I can't stop you if you're only bound to leave You got a heart like an Appaloosa Kicking at a bar So, so nice. Such a classic sound, your voice. I oh, love that. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Now, w when you wrote that song, were you by yourself or were you with a group of song uh, songwriters? Yeah, I was with um, two other songwriters, Luke Preston and Ben Goldsmith. Ben ended up producing the song. We got that demo that day, and I was like, 
hey, what if we get this mixed and mastered and push it out? And so this was what the song that's released was what we created in one day, which for country music kind of doesn't happen too often. So it was really cool that we just kind of captured that song in the moment. And it is what we got to put out. Yeah, I noticed that you're kind of following that uh, routine of lots of singles. Like you drop the single and let them eat yes. it up. Like they love it and you kind of get their vibe <laughs> off of it. Is, is that kind of proven to be the way you're taking or the route you're taking? Yeah, I think with like independent artists too, um, you know, we're trying to push as much music in front of people as we can. And so um, kind of where I'm at is, you know, money ain't growing on trees for me. So <laughs> if I'm putting money behind something, I want to put in front of people's faces and obviously would love to create, you know, an EP or record one day just a collection of work but um for right now i think this year of music it, it could have been on an ep but we're pushing it out as singles so everybody has to listen to it <laughs> i love that and that's such a such a, uh, a great way to to kind of capture the way momentum is building in today's day and age now uh, tell me about the songwriters on dinner's getting cold dinner's getting cold um so i i had this idea forever and kind of you know when you're writing songs a lot of times, at least in Nashville, we have rights each day. So we wake up at the crack of 11, um, get our day started because we're musicians. <laughs> um, so, you, you know, you meet up at 11 with two or three other people. And um, I wrote this song with Chris Sly and Drake Freeman, who's Drake is actually my guitar player. Um, and so when we were back from off the road, we sat down with Chris and um, I was like, I have this idea because the other night my microwave wasn't working and I made dinner and I, my boyfriend was coming over and he was running late, but he was running like an hour late and I was not happy because I was like, I can't heat this up. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. The microwave's not working. This is getting cold. This is disgusting now. And I spent so much time working on this, just girl problems. Right. Um, and so I went into this riot with this idea about dinner getting cold and just how that's kind of a really sad thing um, when you think about it, that somebody put so much time and effort into something, and I'm not shaming on my boyfriend. <laughs> he got stuck in traffic. It's like Houston traffic. You know, you could be stuck for an hour. Um, but how that is, you know, kind of a, a real thing for a lot of people, and especially women. I loved the idea because it felt like something that, you know, somebody like Tammy Wynette would have had an idea about or something like that, and that's why I loved that title. So I was like, we have to write this. So, yeah. This is Dinner's Getting Cold. Said you'd be home by five. It's 7.08. My only company is an empty seat in this full plate. The hallway clock keeps ticking on You ain't called, maybe you got lost I wish it wasn't usual for you to be so late But these days feels like something's never changed Cause that bottle of red on bar for us is bone dry right now And all the candles are lit up and melted their the woods burn to embers And the silence is getting old The fire is gone And dinner's getting cold I wait up like a voice Don't want to pack it up for tomorrow's lunch I'll sit right here 
And watch you finish off that whole plate Boy, I feel that something's gotta change Cause that bottle of red I bought for us is bone dry right now And all the candles are lit up and melted their way down The woods burned to embers and the silence is getting old, the fire is gone, and dinner's getting cold. I don't want to leave, but I don't want to stay. I can't keep on going this way. Because that bottle of red I bought for us is bone dry right now. And all the candles are lit up and melted their way down. The woods burn to embers and the silence is getting old. Fire is gone and dinner's getting cold. I'm sick and tired of my dinner getting cold. Thank you. So great. And the the way that those uh, influences that you mentioned earlier come through in your music is so cool, too. Oh, thank you. you thank can, you. You can really hear the, like, you kind of gravitate towards those sounds, those, those traditional sounds. Yeah, thank you. That's what I grew up on. And, you know, if I'm listening to music, it's usually Texas country, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, uh, without going too much into it, there's, that's like the, sort of the caveat, right? you got, like, mm -hmm. Texas country or artists from Texas, right. and, and that's sort of that collision course, if you will. But I think better than ever, those two worlds are kind of, you know, married better than ever, where they're actually complementing, you know, speaking to Cody and Parker, kind of paving that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think Nashville is um, really embracing the Texas thing and just seeing that what, Texas has is super special and a lot of times I felt like it was like a fight between the two and it's cool to see now Nashville's like oh wait what they got going down there in Texas is pretty cool we want a piece of the pie so yeah they're fans <laughs> of each other and exactly exactly it, it should have always been like that it should have and, and sure. I think that Texas's influence is craved by and I obviously I'm a Texan so I'm probably biased well, me too. <laughs> <laughs> however a little biased. but but it's clear you know you know Texas is one of the most moved to states and you, you can go into a lot of a lot of different things about the influence of Texas on music country in particular now uh, this next song kind of speaks to me directly because a I started a, a new Bible study class two weeks ago and I work in a bar for <laughs> Four nights a week. Uh, <laughs> it's called Jesus in a Bar. It's yeah, it's balance. It's exactly. all about balance. It's so like I've, it has crossed my mind what would happen if Jesus walked in the bar. What if he did? But uh, tell me about this song and uh, the songwriters, and tell me the story behind it. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we're we're cut from the same cloth, you and me, um, because that's a lot of my life too. And you know, I I grew up singing worship in church, and um, there came there comes a point when you know you grow up singing in church where you're like, okay, am I gonna sing in church or am I gonna go sing about drinking? <laughs> um, and I was like, well, why can't we do both? And that's why I love country music so much is nobody bats an eye. If you're, you know, singing a song about drinking and singing a song about Jesus, it's kind of like, okay, you get, you get me, right? Um, and so that's kind of what I wanted in this song. Um, I wrote this with Sam Blasco and Rachel Loren. Um, and yeah, I just wanted kind of to show that you can find God wherever you're looking for him. It doesn't have to be on a Sunday morning. It doesn't have to be in church. And, um, you know, some of the best conversations I've ever had about my faith were sitting at a bar probably a little too late. And, um, you know, those were the 
kind of moments that spoke to me. And I think a lot of people can relate to that too. So, um, yeah, this is Jesus in a bar. This bar stool ain't a church pew And I wasn't looking to find him here tonight Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I ain't saying I ain't been praying But I won't lie and say That he was top of mind They say a place like this Will make you unholy But until now I haven't looked this closely It's a girl in the bathroom sharing her lipstick and good advice It's a bartender listening To all the sins you regret tonight It's a stranger calling you right on When you've had too much to drink Yeah, it makes you think If you look past the sinners The smoke and broken You can always find Jesus in a bar Well, it ain't obvious to see such godliness Being poured out on the doubles on ice Don't see no Bible, but there's no denial he still preaches on the neon lights It's a girl in the bathroom sharing Her lipstick and good advice It's a bartender listening To all the sins you regret tonight It's a stranger calling you right on When you've had too much to drink It makes you if you look past the sinners, the smoke and broken hearts, you can always find Jesus in a bar. It's just another four walls full of souls looking for something to save them. It's a girl in the bathroom sharing her lipstick and good advice. It's a bartender listening to all the sins you regret tonight. It's a stranger calling you right on when you've had too much to drink. It makes you think. 
If you look past the sinners, the smoke and broken hearts, you can't always find Jesus in a bar. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Let's go. That was amazing. You know, the, uh, some of the artists from other genres, when they talk about country music songwriting, they talk about the way that you set up the story and then you hit yeah. them with the hook <laughs> and you you know bring the, the chorus in and uh, the songwriting on that one. Firm handshake. That was amazing. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank the, you. I appreciate the that. The way the Jesus in a bar line comes in. That's so smooth. Thank I love that. You. So uh, just kind of catching on here. So we had the first one, Hold Your Horses, which was kind of about, you know, um, uh, can't have the guy because he's so crazy. And then you had dinner's getting cold. She has the guy, but he's like showing up late and it's not really yeah. working out. Then we had our life song, Jesus in a Bar. Yes. This next one feels like it's about playing games, Texas Hold'em. <laughs> uh, it's kind of not. It's, <laughs> it's um, I, I write a lot of breakup songs, which is so funny because I, I have the most incredible boyfriend. Um, my exes were just really interesting. <laughs> so they're fun to write about. Um, but, you know, he's always like, you come home, you talk about your ex all day. Like, come on, give me one. I was like, all right. But, like, if I'm going to do a love song, it's going to be a little more aggressive than, like, oh, you're the most perfect guy in the world type thing. Um, so my boyfriend went to Texas A&M, Gigum. Um, and so I spent a lot of time coming back and forth from Nashville to Texas because we started dating right at the start of COVID. Um, so we would get, you know, flights back and forth. And I convinced him to move to um, Nashville after he graduated. But this man loves Texas more than anything else in the entire world. Like, he is your typical Texan who, like, he lives, breathes, eats Texas it's all all he can think about um and so I had this idea of like man I bet Texas hates me because I stole like the man who's obsessed with her away from her um and so I, I had this right and I was like I gotta write this down I gotta sing something about this so it's a pretty aggressive love song but it's still a love song to say the least <laughs> um yeah so this is Texas Hold'em we're in Texas so we have to play it um yeah and it goes like this She never thought he'd leave her Hell, I didn't either But he packed up that shit and let her own I know I'm the bad guy Got him saying goodbye To the only heart he's never known Yeah, I bet she hates me But only cause she ain't me She's got blue skies, but I've got blue eyes, and I'll take him wherever the wind will blow. She's got a band with a fiddle, darling, a devil, little, and he sings right along with the songs I wrote. Red River tears are flowing, she's got her arms wide open. Can't reach him where he's going on the reason Texas can't hold him. Texas can't hold him. 
He's laying right by my side, not underneath her starlight. And I promise he ain't losing any sleep. He traded in that shiner, cause it gets a little higher. Sipping Honey Jack, Tennessee. Yeah, I got what she don't, cause I'm who her man chose. She's got blue skies, but I've got blue eyes. Now I'm taking wherever the wind will blow. She's got a band with a fiddle, but darling, I dabble a little. And he sings right along with the songs I wrote. Red River tears are flowing. She's got her arms wide open. Can't reach him where he's going. I'm the reason Texas can't hold him. Texas can't hold hell. I see her cards are showing. He left her on star lonely. Can't reach him where he's going now. She's got blue skies. I've got blue eyes. That'll take him wherever the wind will blow. She's got a bite with a fiddle. But darling, I and he sings right along with the songs I wrote. Red River tears are flowing. She's got her arms wide open. Can't reach him where he's going. I'm the reason Texas can't hold him. Texas can't hold him. Texas can't hold him. <laughs> Thank you. You're so great at uh, drawing the pictures out in the mind with the with the songwriting. Like, oh, so cool. thank you. I posted that one on TikTok, and people were like, "You're a home wrecker. Wow, you're the problem <laughs> with people these days." I was like, "Listen to the song. I didn't steal him from a girl." <laughs> it, like Texas is the person. Come on, y'all. It's yeah, come on, get it. <laughs> get a little deeper, please. Yes, it, it was exactly. so great. I love the blue skies, blue eyes line. It's very you. smooth. Uh, so uh, again, you're in town tonight, House of Blues. Uh, Dylan Scott's headline. You're going to be there. What's it? What's it like for you to see your name on uh, you know headlines like this? It's it's so cool. It's, you know, I grew up, I fell in love with music by going to concerts. I was, you know, that girl at a young age trying to go to every concert I could go to and seeing people on stage, especially the openers. I feel like that's the coolest thing about being an opener is it's like, oh, it's possible, you know, because um, you see these artists you've looked up to for forever and you're like, how is that even attainable? And then um, getting to see somebody who's just so grateful to be there and they're like, this is, you know, such an awesome thing to be a part of, I think is so special. And so seeing my name every time, seeing it with somebody that, you know, you listen to their music and you're a fan of their music and them being like, yeah, she can open is just the coolest thing ever. I love it. And House of Blues is one of our favorite venues in town, you know, downtown Houston. It's a great acoustic, so it sounds great. And Dylan's just Dylan's one of my favorite people. Also, he's a Louisiana boy. Uh, you know, he's had so many. He's had several number ones at this point. Uh, his last song, "Can't Have Mine," was really awesome too. Yeah. I really loved it. So yeah. you got one more for us. Uh, let's talk about this last song. It's right up our alley here at the Bull uh, Cowboys and Tequila. Uh, a couple things we're experts in. Yes, me too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> knew we'd get along. Um, this was one of the songs I got to work with um, Lee Bryce on. I kind of earlier how he produced some songs um this song came about because two things have gotten me in a little bit of trouble in life and that is cowboys and tequila um so i found life's better when you don't chase either of them and so we wrote a song about it so yeah this is cowboys and tequila
I'm here for a good time. I can pay on my own dime. Yeah. But if you want to send a one my way, that'd be just fine. Cause I ain't drowning no heartache. Hey, looking for a hand to take before you say a word. Just wait. Cause I ain't a place to hang your hat. So if you're looking for that, you can take your two steps back on down the road. I'm a Texas winter west. Ain't a damsel in distress. Keep the lime and I'll take the rest and shoot it on back. Cause if there's two things this girl don't chase, it's cowboys and tequila. Me taking this bar stool next to you Don't mean that I'm giving in to You two time and pick up lines even trying on I know Cause I ain't a place to hang your hat So if you're looking for that You can take your two step back on down the road I'm a Texas winter west Ain't a damsel in distress Keep the lime and I'll take the rest And shoot it on back Cause if there's two things this girl don't chase It's cowboys in the kilo Some girls think they need it, but they just don't see it. What is it? What ain't worth the pain? And I ain't a place to hang your hat. So if you're looking for that, you can take your two-step back down the road. I'm a Texas winter west. Ain't a damsel in distress. Keep the lime and I'll take the rest. Shoot it on back Cause if there's two things This girl don't chase Well there's two things This girl don't chase It's cowboys and tequila Cowboys and tequila Thank you. So amazing. Grace Tyler, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Nick. Thank you, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 